The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Join Dr. Wayne Fry for the continuation of today's message. Ain't nothing wrong with a youth meeting, but I'm an adult now. I'm pastoring adults. I have my own church. I want you to come do a youth service. Because I remember when you was about this big. Would you let me go from being this big? Y'all know people like that. Oh, I remember when you just, I remember, I just, I remember when your mother used to wipe your nose. No, look, what? What does that got to do with today? Thank God my mother wiped my nose. But what does that have to do with today? I'm grown up now. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But people are trying to keep you back there, man. They're trying to keep you where you were. And I'm like, man, just listen to me now. And it's a hard time for people to listen when they knew me when. But I got a whole lot to say today. Oh, man, I ain't, I ain't boasting or bragging, but I got a whole lot to say because the Spirit of God has uh, anointed me to do this. And, man, if you listen, you'll get blessed. That's why I think, okay, I won't go there. All right, listen to this. A culture of honor is created, at, is created when a community of people learns to discern and receive people in their God-given identities. A culture of honor happens as a community of people learns to discern and receive people in their God-given identities. What do I mean by that? Are we going to receive you as saved or are we going to receive you as a sinner? If you are saved, we should receive you as a saved person. We should not be receiving you as a saved person like you are still a sinner. Amen. No, you've been delivered out of that. Now, if you choose to participate in that, you are a believer or you are a Christian that chooses to sin. But yet you are not a sinner. Because a sinner is one who has not met Jesus. You got that? But you can be a child of God that chooses to sin. Do y'all see the difference? When I got saved, my, that was my last moment of ever being a sinner for the rest of my life. But was it the last moment that I sinned? No. Because I chose to sin even after I got saved. But it did not make me a sinner. So if somebody tells you I'm saved, then you need to receive them as a child of God, even if they are still choosing to sin. So what? So you begin to have a conversation with, let them know, hey, you know you don't have to keep doing that. 
You know, when you got saved, you were delivered from that. You know, the sin of power and death is no, no, no longer over you. You now have the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So if you choose to do it, you choose to do it. But you, I'm telling you, you have some options. Amen. See, that's different than beating people over their heads because of what they're doing. Because they already know they're wrong. And then when you come and beat it over their head, it pushes them back instead of bring them in. You see what I'm saying? People don't need to be reminded that they're sinning. Amen. They know exactly what they're doing. We need to demonstrate, hey, I need to view you and receive you as a child of God. And children of God have options. They can say no to sin. You just need some word. You need some information. Let me help you with that. Let me work with you with that. Come to church with me. Sit next to me. I don't care what your reputation is. Come on, let me minister to you. Come on now. This is the culture of honor. How do you think people are going to come to the house of God if we keep an arm's length with everybody that's not perfect? We got somebody at the door. Um, did you sin last night? Yeah, I did. Okay, you go over here. Did you sin last night? No, I'm about three days good. Okay, you come on in here. See, we don't do that literally, but we do that with our attitude. We do that with our looks. And don't let them stand up and praise God. You will stop praising God yourself. And you will stand over there and look like, I cannot believe that they got the nerve. To lift their hand and give God praise after I know. I know, I know, I synced it with my eyes. <laughs> I know they just came out the, you know, whatever last night. And they over there just praising the Lord. See, you admit, you're missing your time with God. <laughs> you don't understand. That might be the moment that changes their life forever. And you don't know, they might leave that place today and never go back to what they did, they just came out of. Well, Lord. So if they're saved, they're saved. If they're not, they're not. And so we got to receive them in their identities. We got to receive people in our identities. God called them something. We shouldn't call them something else. I have to agree with God. God, you call them saved. You call them righteous. I'll call you saved. I'll call you righteous. But I'm going to help you work on some things that you need to work on, though. I ain't going to cash you out because you hadn't, you hadn't arrived yet. Because many of us had our trial and error period. Come on. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Okay. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand. But do you know what I'm talking about? You had your trial and error period. You, you tried some things to see how bad it would be. <laughs> and after that, stopped, after that stopped whooping the bone side of your head, you decided to do something else. Many of us had a bunch of spiritual knots on our head, a bunch of spiritual bruises, until we got it right. Come on now. So thank God they didn't kick us out when we, when we was in our dumb day. Thank God that church ain't say, I can't use you when you were still trying to get it together. 
because you wouldn't have made it here today. And the thing and the challenge is, is that we arrive at a place of maturity. And we still look down at people that are still working on it. We're at a place of maturity. We should be having our hand reached out and pulling up others. Okay, I, see, I know exactly what you're going through. I went through it myself. You know what? But you know what? The same Jesus that helped me, the same Jesus that will help you. Come on up here. Are y'all hearing this? Go to Romans 12, please. Can y'all handle a little bit more? Okay. Oh, man. Romans 12, verse number 3. Shout, I'm significant. I'm significant. Yeah, don't you ever let somebody take your significance. Nobody wants to celebrate you, God celebrates you. Amen. Amen. Look at uh, Romans 12, look at verse number 3. You there? It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Let's pause there for a moment. The Bible says that a man should not think more highly than he ought to think. But that does not mean that a man shouldn't think high of himself. You got that? It says more high. All of us should have high thoughts of ourselves. Because see, if you don't think high of yourself, nobody else will. Because they're just going to feed off of your own attitude and your own feeling of yourself. Because when people, when people don't think high of themselves, they open themselves up to be disrespected. Because they don't think high enough of themselves to say no to some things. And they allow people to do whatever they want to do to them just simply because they don't feel good about themselves. And they're validated by the person who is really disrespecting them. Amen. That's why... Uh, people will stay in jacked up relationships. Unmarried jacked up relationships. See, Spirit of God always check me on that. Spirit of God, he always check me on that. Okay, make that plain, make that plain, Wayne, make that plain. Yeah, you know, abusive relationships, emotionally or physically, their stay because they don't think high enough of themselves that they can get something better. And so they'll stay with something that's not satisfying, that's really keeping them down, because not because of what the other person is doing, it's because of how they think about themselves. You with me? And so they are, they'll be abused and they'll be taken advantage of and they'll be misused and they'll stay right there. They'll keep coming back. They'll keep coming back. And you ask them why. Why do you, why do you stay in a situation like this? And, and they really can't give an answer because they, they can't see anything better because of what they, way they see themselves. But if you can see yourself like God sees you, and I'm talking about children of God. I'm not talking about sinners. I'm talking about children of God in relationships like this. Well, I've been with the same person for 12 years, but they've been beating your head for 12 years. And I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. You know, they've beaten your head for 12 years. Okay, 
you can do better. I've been praying for him to change. Okay, evidently, his will is not wanting to line up with God's will right now. So, baby girl, come on, get some wisdom and let's keep it moving. Surround yourself with some people that's going to build you up from the inside out, that's going to minister to you, let you know you can make it. You can make it on your own. Oh, man, this is good stuff here. And hear me out now. I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. I, I got to get you to hear me, though. I, I told you I got to work on your soul. And whether it's for somebody in here or whether it's somebody that's going to be watching us by television, you have to understand, child of God, you are significant to the body of Christ. And you should not subject your significance to someone who does not see your significance. Because they will damage your significance to where you don't see your significance anymore. Amen. I said amen. Y'all with me? So you got to understand that thing. And you know, in, in marriage as well, uh, if, if that's the case in marriage, you need to get some help. You need to get some help. I understand. You got to get some help. You got to get somebody to help you in this. Maybe professionally or ministerially or whatever. You got to get some help. Because this thing can't go on even in marriage. Amen. God don't want his child to be abused and taken advantage of. No, man. I, I, what, what somebody say? I can do bad all by myself. I don't need an extra mouth to feed to do bad. Shoot, clothes, wash your clothes, all that kind of stuff. Me, shoot, I can do that by myself. Cut down on my laundry. Shoot. But really, a lot of times that happens because they can't, see beyond, they can't see them making it without this other person. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've seen it happen before, and I know God is good, and God will honor it, and God will take care of you, and God will help you make it. Amen. He'll never leave you nor forsake you, because he'll rather have you protected than in danger like that. Okay, boy, I got a lot on that scripture, didn't we? That thing was full, wasn't it? Okay, let's go to verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. See, we don't all have the same position. We all have the same assignment, but we're in the same body. Just like your toes don't do the same thing your fingers do. Maybe that wasn't a good example. <laughs> Because I, I just got a quick vision of people picking up stuff with their. <laughs> your ears don't do the same thing your eyes do. Okay? <laughs> is, that, is that a better illustration? Because I didn't see some, you know, this is a side journey. I didn't, see some, I didn't see some feet in sandals, you know, like in the summertime. <laughs> and they about as long as fingers, too. Let me tell you about as long as fingers. Gracious, you could do some damage with those things. Wow. Because sandals are not made for everybody. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> do y'all know that? No, ask your neighbor. neighbor. Hey, do you know that? Do you know that? Sandals are not... Sandals... You don't... Look, look. Come on now. <laughs> and, and if you need some help, just ask somebody. Just ask somebody. Just ask them. Why are you in the store? Why are you in the store trying them on? Just ask... Just a stranger. Say, come here. Can I ask you something? Is my foot a sandal foot? 
and just pray they be honest and be like, no, that's not the sandal for death. Put your whole shoe over them jokers, dog. No, come on. I'm just saying what some of y'all didn't thought. Some of y'all done saw some of them. Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus, help me. <laughs> All right, where, where are we at? Number five, right? Verse five. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members of another. We're talking about it again, we're all interconnected. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Verse six again, first part. Having then gifts differing according to the what? Grace. According to the what? Grace. grace, according to the grace. So you have a gift, not because of who you are, what you can do, how smart you are. You have a gift because of his grace. And if you, when you understand that your gift was given by his grace, then you understand the gift you have need to be used to bring him glory. You, you follow that? I'm gifted not just because I'm whatever. I'm gifted because God has graced me because he wants me to use my gift to glorify him. And so as I use my gift to minister and bless others, he's then glorified. Because when lives are changed, the glory goes to him. Yeah. All right. So say, say with me today, say a grace gift, a grace gift. See, when you understand this is not about you. God anoints you and God graces you not because of you. <laughs> he does it because of others. Because he's always other minded, always others minded. God will God will God will use whatever he used a donkey in the Bible. He used all kinds of people in the body, anointed them for an assignment to why to reach other people. And God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And God will grace you and God will anoint you and to use you to bless other people because he's always others minded. But we sometimes we take the anointing and the grace that God has for us and we just want to keep it to ourselves. See, that's out of order. That's out of order. This anointing and grace that you have is for others. This anointing and grace that you have is not just for these four walls. This anointing and grace that you have is to filter out from here and go into your communities, go into your workplaces, go into, go into your schools to affect it for the kingdom of God. Real ministry happens when you walk out those doors. Y'all hearing this? But I have a grace and I have to understand some things. Go to 2 Corinthians 12 as we get ready to wind up. Y'all all right? Yeah. 2 Corinthians 12. I'm gifted because of his grace. I can sing because he graced me to sing. I'm saying that for somebody else. But I can't sing if I want to sing. You know, when the anointment falls on me. Right now, I don't feel it, so I ain't going to sing. Yeah, he graced me to teach for others. He graces me to serve for others. Come on. He graces me to encourage for others. Yeah, he graces me to pray for others. He graces me to give for others. But in the midst of all of it, I get blessed, but it's others motivated. Got it? 
Look at this here. Uh, what did I say? Uh, 12, right? Look at this. Verse number eight. For this thing, talking about Paul's thorn in the flesh, which was a messenger of Satan. It wasn't a sickness and disease. It was a messenger of Satan. It was a demon that, that Satan assigned to Paul to keep Paul from preaching the gospel. That's what it was. He wasn't sick all the time. He says, for this thing, this thorn in the flesh, uh, I besought the Lord three times that it may depart from me. He says, Lord, take this thing from me. Lord, take this thing from me. Lord, take this thing from me. Look at what Jesus' response was in verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is what? Sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. So Jesus didn't respond that way, that he wouldn't take the thorn away from Paul. He was responding that way, that Paul, I've given you the grace to overcome this thorn. See, God doesn't have to take away everything because he's gracious to overcome everything. Because we are all overcomers. Shout out, I'm an overcomer. You might, like, you might look like you're losing, man. You might look like you're losing right now, but I'm telling you, you are an overcomer. Come on now. I was watching the football game yesterday, man. It seemed like 30 seconds, 30-something seconds left in the game. It seemed like the team, would, uh, this game was over. All of a sudden, the quarterback throws this long pass down the field, and the safety trips and falls for some kind of reason. I mean, a grasshopper tripped him or something. I'm like, Lord Jesus. The safety trips and falls, and the guy catches the ball wide open and scores a touchdown with 30 seconds left in the game. Ties the game up. Game goes to overtime. One of the best quarterbacks in the league throws an interception. How in the world that stuff happened? <laughs> but the thing I'm trying to say is they never gave up. They played until they won, man. And see, that's what you got to do. You got to embrace this attitude that God has graced me and God has strengthened me. Even though I feel weak, I just got to stay in the game, man. I got to stay, keep believing God. I got to keep confessing his word. I got to keep praising and worshiping him. I got to keep sowing my seed and glory to God. I'm going to overcome this. God doesn't have to remove it. I'm going to overcome it. Because of his grace has empowered me, man. Are y'all hearing this today? All right, listen to this. Grace is the empowering and covering presence of God. Say that with me today. Say grace is, grace is the empowering and covering presence of God. It empowers you and it covers you. Listen to this. God's ability, grace is God's ability placed upon us that empowers us to be and to do all God has called us to be and to do, listen to this, and covers us until we get there. Oh, man, I love that. Woo, I got to say it again. Y'all are right. Y'all are right. Y'all are right. I got to say it again. Grace is God's ability placed upon us that empowers us to be and do all that he has called us to be and do and covers us until we get there. Oh, I love it. What am I saying? God gives me the power to be all that I need to be. And then he releases a grace or the other side of that grace. He covers that until I get there. In other words, I'm my, if my motive is right, I might do something wrong, but his grace comes in and assists me in that. Oh, man, y'all hearing this? One more scripture. First Corinthians 15. Then we're going to get out of here. First Corinthians 15. Y'all all right? Shout, I'm significant. Shout, thank God for his grace. Yes, indeed. All right, first Corinthians 15. See, you've been trying to do this by yourself. You've been trying to do this on your own. You've been trying to do this with your own smarts. No, you're going to have to learn how to lean back on the grace of God and let God's grace take you to the place where you need to be. Are y'all hearing this? 
Praise God. All right. Look at this. One more scripture and then we're going to go. Verse 10. Y'all there? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Notice that first part. Paul says, look, out of all this stuff, and Paul had the right to brag. Paul wrote over half of the New, Test uh, New Testament. Paul preached uh, the, the main gospel, justification by faith, not by works. Paul was stoned. Paul was whipped. Paul was beat up. Paul was kicked out of the city, but he still stayed in the game. He still did his assignment. So he had the right to stand up on the pedestal and say, look, none of y'all have done, been through what I've been through. None of y'all have done what I've done. Y'all better, better pay attention to me. No, but Paul says, look, out of all the stuff that I've done, I realize one thing. I am what I am because of the grace of God. Paul understood if it wasn't for his grace, he couldn't do anything. And we got to embrace this understanding that it was not for the grace of God. We cannot do what we do. With God, we can do uh, without God. We can do nothing with him. We can do all things through Christ Jesus. Come on. Shout with me. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Yes, indeed. Glory to God. We're significant and you matter to the body of Christ. And God has graced and anointed you to minister and be a blessing to other people. Amen. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. Today, I continue teaching in the series of lessons entitled The Culture of Honor. The Culture of Honor says that we should look at everyone as valuable and important. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians that every part of the body is necessary and important. And he used that illustration or description to compare it to the body of Christ. So he was letting us know that everyone in the body of Christ is also valuable and significant. No matter what your assignment is, no matter what your position is, you are important to the kingdom of God. Sometimes we allow the world's view to come in, that if a person is not out front, if the person is not seen, their name is not in light, light, then they're not significant. But that's not so in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, no matter what your assignment is, no matter what your position is, whether big or small, seen or unseen, you are significant to this kingdom expansion. God has graced you. God has anointed you to help expand his kingdom on the earth. Praise God. This culture of honor is uh, being taught and being uh, described and understood so that we can bring heaven to earth. It's time for us to meet God in every one of our church services. It's time for us to meet God every time we gather together as a corporate body. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you, stay tuned. Our announcer has an offer for you to get this entire series into your faith library. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need it in your faith library to be blessed. So until next time, continue to live the life of faith. Bless you. It is time to embrace a new culture in the church, a culture that recognizes that everyone is valuable and important. 1 Corinthians 12 teaches that there are many members, but one body, and each part of the body is necessary for the body to function properly. In this exciting teaching series, Dr. Fry challenges the hearer to renew their minds as it relates to the current culture in the church. Learn that everyone has a gift from God, how to recognize the gifts in others, how to properly honor one another, and much, much more. Your life will never be the same. Don't delay. Order the four CD set for $30 or the four DVD set for $40 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to 
access our online bookstore. This is a must-have teaching series for every believer who wants to make an impact in the lives of others. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.